we about to move on, but just, will you just take 10 seconds? Thank him for his fatherhood. I, I know it's not Father's Day, but listen, just thank him for his fatherhood. Come on, just thank him for being a, thank you for your fatherhood. Thank you for your fatherhood, oh God. Hey, God. Thank you. Thank you. word of the Lord today Psalms 84 we're going to start reading at verse 4 listen y'all I'm so proud of myself I uh I was reading my word this week and uh I stumbled across a new Bible translation y'all it it blessed me. I was telling Kawana something about time management that I had read, and he was like, listen, how come you didn't tell me? You never tell me none of the good stuff that you find. So I want to I wanna tell y'all what I found this week, and I found, since I never share, I want to tell y'all what I found. I found, uh, I found this new Bible translation, you guys, and it blessed my life. Minister Travis, it blessed me. Minister Sean, this translation bless me, Reverend Kelsey. It's the Passion Translation. It blessed my life this week. So uh, that's what we'll be reading from, these couple of verses. Is that all right? The Passion Translation. Word today comes from Psalm 84. Just a couple of quick verses. Come on, you stand to your feet today. Y'all look, y'all, y'all look so beautiful. Some of y'all some of y'all came here still looking mean. Psalm 84. Y'all ready? Starting with verse 4. It says, blessed are those who come in your house, enjoying as they worship in your presence. Y'all got that? I just feel like I just want to read that again. Blessed are those who come in your house, Enjoying as they worship in, their, in your presence. Verse 5. How enriched are they to find their strength in the Lord. Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Here it is. But even when their paths wind through the dark valley of Baca, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. He gives them a brook of blessing, filled from the rain of an outpouring. Can I, can I just read verse 6 one more time? Even when their paths wind through the dark valleys of Baca. You, you got that, Erica? You got that, Erica? You, you, you got that, Ebony? Listen, even when your paths wind through the dark valley of Baca, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. He gives to them a brook of blessings filled from the rain of an outpour. Listen, you be seated today. 
Author Handa Lindis wrote an article uh, in May of last year. She wrote this article, it was in May of 2020, and the article that she wrote was about water wells. It was about water wells, Terrence. It was, it was about water wells, Diamond. And uh, it was up until, uh, all up until the 19th century, water wells were dug by hand. Uh, uh, the structure, this excavation process of digging for water under the ground, drilling into the ground, was a process prior to the 19th century that was done by hand. People and communities have been using uh, water wells to obtain water from wells by taking the water, digging beneath the ground, and taking the water out in order to survive. The earliest accounts, though, of water wells are tracked back to at least 8,000 years ago. Okay, some of the oldest water wells were created in Israel. They were created in India and China. And here it is right here. The deepest water well today that is known is known as the Woodlingden Well located in England. And uh, this is this is important because this this well is one thousand two hundred and eighty five feet deep. That, that's how deep the water well goes into the ground. To put that in context, the, the well goes as deep into the ground as the Empire State Building is tall. That's how deep the water well goes into the ground. It says that it took workers building, working, and digging 24-7 for a total of four years in order to be able to dig deep enough to get to the water well. Uh, and this is what I want you to get today because the process of digging a well was necessary for survival in the early days of civilization. While, while we've advanced now in modern technology and much safer ways of digging into the ground, uh, we've now developed these mechanisms that allow us to dig, but the process of digging is still relevant to anybody that needs something that is a little bit deeper than beneath the surface. Are y'all following what I'm saying? In many, in many areas of success, life doesn't come without effort effort, anything meaningful, uh, you're going to have to dig for it. Uh, you, you following what I'm saying? I've titled today's lesson, I've titled today's sermon, Dig Deep. Dig, dig deep. Listen, thank you, thank you, Travis, but we, we, we about to dig deep. Dig, dig deep. Somebody shout dig deep. Dig, dig deep. The last three weeks during TNL, we've been learning about the tools that are needed and necessary now to take a project under construction. We, we've been applying those tools now, the process of taking a literal building under construction. We've been looking at that process, the process of a blueprint, the process of a permit, the process of a bulldozer, and what those all now symbolize to the life of a believer. And if you've been applying any of those tools into your life spiritually, then you you know what it means to be living a life that's under construction. A life under construction where you allow God to have his way with you and you allow God to have his way within your life. Uh, and th these, these couple of short, quick verses that we just read, uh, they're ever clear reminders to us that God will never leave us nor forsake us. This, this text now serves as the thesis statement, Byron, that no matter what people are faced with, God still 
provides. God, God still provides. Y'all awfully quiet in here. That, that really ought to have been enough for fire to fall at the fact that God still provides. Listen, in the areas where you may have come up short, God still provides. The areas where maybe you don't feel like you measure up, God still provides. Here, here in our text today, we read uh, what are considered uh, the words from the sons of Korah and are now compiled by, by David. Despite the author, these words here are so awe-inspiring. What, what a sweet relief it is, Minister Sean, to know that if he watches over uh, the birds in the air, if he watches over the beast of the field, then surely God is watching over me. And so this process now of digging uh, is the excavation process. It, this process now of digging is the process of removing whatever isn't conducive to what you've been trying to build and what you've been trying to grow. But th there are some preliminary requirements for spiritual digging. Are y'all ready to go to work? Are y'all ready to dig just a little bit? We see right here in the words uh, in verse 4, it says now, blessed are those that who live every day in your house, uh, enjoying as they worship in your presence. I gotta, I gotta give you the first thing here when we talk about digging deep. Uh, you've gotta understand the grandeur of God's glory. The grandeur of God's glory. Can we, can we talk about his grandeur and his glory just for a minute? Now, please, please understand that uh, me trying to explain God's glory uh, is like trying to explain the word beauty to someone that uh, they don't know what it means. Uh, so, you know, try, trying to explain what beauty means to a person. Have you ever tried to do that? I, I don't know how successful you can be at trying to describe the definition of beauty because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So listen, it's, it's a little bit difficult to try to explain it, but do you ever realize that sometimes, uh, Byron, there's words uh, in the vocabulary, words in the dictionary um, that we, we try to communicate it, but uh, it's difficult to communicate them because we can't see them. It's kind of hard to, to say that's it uh, if you just don't see it. Trying to, trying to say that's beauty when beauty might be a little bit different to me than it is to you. And so try now to point out God's glory. It, it can be a little bit difficult. It's hard to explain uh, his glory if you aren't familiar with it, in other words. So, but verse 19, uh, Psalms 19 puts it like this. It says now that the heavens declare the glory of God. We, we talk about digging deep. We have to understand the grandeur of his glory. The heavens now declare uh, the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And so, in other words, now, if the heavens declare his glory, then that means now that his glory is in the clouds. If, if the heavens are declaring it, then the high places now pertain and retain his glory. So, his glory is in the clouds. Listen, his, his glory is in the blue expanse of the sky. You, you're going to get it in just a minute. I'm going to bring this thing home. His glory is in the gold horizon of the sun. His glory now is in the galaxy of the stars. So, so in other words, you can find his glory in his creation. You, you can find his glory in his creation. But, but then the Bible goes on and it says something like this in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. Byron, can we just get a little bit more up here in the monitors? It says like this in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3 uh, that 
that the angels now shout, holy, 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 Lord God almighty. Y'all know what I'm talking about? For the whole earth is full of, of his glory. Uh, and so the definition now, uh, in other words, of his glory is summed like this. The, the glory of God is the infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. Uh, I, I didn't get this. Uh, I, I got this from somewhere. But it says that the glory of God, I love this, is his infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. I'm, I'm focusing now on the manifestation of his character. Uh, Y'all getting this? Uh, all of his perfections, all of his greatness are beautiful as they are seen. So in other words, much like describing God's glory and God's beauty, you, you can't define it until your eyes have laid eyes on it. Uh, that's the thing about God's glory. In other words, there's some stuff that you just can't get uh, according to verse 4 unless you're in the house. Listen, that, that's the grandeur of God's glory. I know, uh, I know, I know the pandemic came. And uh, we we all had to go to live stream. We all had to figure we all had to figure some stuff out. But do you remember the days where we would go to the concerts before the pandemic hit? Listen, you you would buy your ticket, Lolo. Tell me tell me when I'm wrong, dude. You you go buy your ticket. Listen, you buying your ticket for you and your girl because y'all y'all gonna have a good time. You done saved up a little bit of pocket money because you know y'all gotta have some hors d'oeuvres when y'all get there as well, right? But you are excited about going to this concert. Now listen, you you going to the concert at the Yum Center, Erica to see your favorite artist. But here's the hit. You go all the way, spend all this money, get all dressed up, go get you a new outfit. Listen, whether it's from City Trends, whether it's from Old Navy, it really don't matter, whatever your zhuzh is. But listen, you go and you do the doggone thing just to get ready to the concert. Now, here's the hit. You you follow your favorite artist on the gram. The clips aren't enough. Listen, you, you follow your favorite artist on YouTube. Listen, you got them all through the search section, but you decided to get dressed and go all the way to the Yum Center. Why? Because some things are just better in person. Listen, I know you home streaming. I know I know you got the live stream, but let me tell you, it's some stuff that's streaming in the place. You, some stuff just don't happen. You, you want to see God move. You, you've got to be where his glory is. You, you want to see God command a blessing over your life. You, you've got to be in the place where his glory falls. Where are the folk that, listen, I'm going to press my way. I can't sit at home not another Sunday because God when the glory falls I gotta be in the place God to receive your glory the Bible says now that when all God's people get together listen I'm in no way trying to insinuate that listen your house is not holy and that your house is not sanctified I'm just trying to tell you what the word of the Lord says that listen something happens when all God's people get together you, you remember the story of Acts when they were all caught up all at one place at one time listen something happens when all of God's children can get on one accord listen that's the place of miracle signs and wonders I, I come all the way to church because I'm looking for a miracle I come all the way to church because I still believe in signs but I gotta be in the place where he is in order to receive his glory the the grandeur of God's glory God I just want your glory uh, I just want your glory 
story. In this moment right now, God, I'm not asking for anything tangible. I'm not asking for a Benz. I'm not asking for a bigger house, God. I just need your glory to fall. Listen, I, I just need your glory to fall on my household. I, I just need your glory to fall at my job. God. I just need your glory to fall in my mind. I just need your glory to fall in my marriage. God, I'm not asking for anything tangible. All I need, God, I just, I just need your glory. Anybody looking for the grander, the grander of God's glory? Somebody shout, dig deep. Dig deep. Then it says, uh, verse 5, y'all ready? Verse 5, it says, uh, how, how enriched are they? That, uh, that find their strength in the Lord. Listen, how, how strong are you when you know where your help really comes from? You, you've been betting on you. You've been putting stock in you. you you've been trying to build you. But listen, you, you want to get to the rich blessings. You, you want to get to the back. It says, listen, the ones that are rich are, are the ones that know their strength is in, is in the Lord. Listen, you, you live a rich life when, when you know where your strength comes from. You, you live a rich life when you know where your help comes from. And here it is here. Uh, it says that how enriched they are when they find their strength in the Lord within their hearts are the highways of holiness within their hearts. Listen, it's it's not anywhere else. It's not uh, it's not displaced. It's not out of sight, but it is in their heart. Listen, your your riches will be as a result of your heart condition. Can can I say that one more time? Listen, your riches, the stuff you've been waiting on, the stuff you've been praying God to do, the stuff that you've been wondering why it hasn't come yet. Maybe maybe the heart hasn't been right. Listen, you you've been wanting it more than you wanted him but listen your your riches are a result of the condition of your heart let me let me tell you something uh, you you don't know what it's like to be in love and so someone baby has has gotten your heart can I can I help some folk in here today listen you you don't know what it's like to be in love listen until until they've gotten your heart listen this this thing that we're in about digging deep you you got to understand that it's about the matter of the heart it, it's about the heart heart condition. Listen, let me tell you, you can play with my mind, Byron. I, I might let you play mind games on me and act like I don't know any better, but don't don't play with my heart. Listen, you you can play on my intelligence, Reverend Kelsey. I, I just might act a fool with you, but but don't play on my heart. Listen, you can play with my money. Listen, I'm I'm gonna grind and make more money. Believe, believe that. But listen, don't don't play with my my heart. Listen, you you can play with my hope because because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. But listen, you you can't play with my heart. You can play with him. You you can play with her heart, but but don't play with mine. These are habits now of a healthy heart. Habits of habits of a healthy heart. And and a healthy heart now, a healthy heart is a heart that's in tune with God. Uh, a healthy heart is a heart that responds when God speaks. A healthy heart is a heart that hears God when God is speaking. Listen, he he not only does he hear you, but his response now is when he speaks to your heart. Listen, it, enriched are those, listen, who understand that this thing is is a heart condition. Listen, some 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 things 
you 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 ever notice listen why you really you really just ain't lost at all you you wondering why ain't nobody had to scrum up no bail money for you yet you you wondering why you ain't killed the kids yet Byron listen it it's all a matter of the heart listen it it's all a matter of the heart and the truth of the matter is uh some things because of my heart listen when when your heart is for God and when God has your heart uh it's some stuff that other folk can get away with that you you just can't get away with why because God has your heart Listen, you you ever notice it's just some stuff. They they might call you weak. They might call you a punk. But the truth of the matter is, it's just some stuff that you did to me. And I just can't do it back to you because my heart is turned toward God. I, I can't stab you in the back like you did me, Lolo, because God, I gave you my heart. I, I can't spill your secrets the way you spilled mine because I gave you my heart. I can't destroy you the way I really want to because, because I gave you my heart. Do you anybody know what I'm talking about where you trusted people you you gave them too much access to you 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 let them into your heart but but the same way now that you gave them your heart listen God wants God wants your heart he he uh, he knows your habits what he's after is your heart he he knows your habits what what he's after Travis is is your heart. Listen, this thing is, is a heart condition, Reverend Kelsey. I, I never thought I would claim it. I never thought I would declare it, but but I've got a heart condition. Listen, my, my heart won't let me do what you did to me. My my heart won't let me do some stuff. I, I've got a heart condition. Listen, you, you call me weak. That's right. I've got a weak heart, a, a heart that's turned toward the Father, a heart that, listen, wants to possess now healthy healthy habits. He he knows you've got some habits. He he's after your heart. After after you've given everything to everybody, after you've after you've done everything for everybody, listen, you, you've even come in church and still wondering why stuff is still the same way. I know you've been lifting your hands, but have you lifted your heart? I know, I know you've been lifting your voice, but have you lifted your heart? I, I know you've given everything you thought you gave to God, but have you given God your heart? I, I know you've given your money and you've sown your seeds, but have you given God your heart? I, I know you've given your time. I know you'll volunteer when we need you to, but have you given God your heart? Listen, where does your heart belong? Who does your heart belong to? Anybody willing to declare, listen, God, God, I give you my heart. I, I, God, I give you my heart. I, I give you my hindrance. I, I give you my help. God, I give you my headaches. I give you my hesitation. I, I give you my hindrance. God, I give you my bad habits. God, I give you, I give you, I give you, I give you my heart. I give you I give you my heart. Listen, you you don't have nothing in me if you don't have my heart. You 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 don't have you don't have anything in me if you if you don't have my heart. Listen, you you really don't know me, Lolo, unless you know my heart. You 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 really don't know me unless you know you know my heart. Somebody say, listen, habits of of a healthy heart. I feel like that's a sermon series in there. Listen, ha habits of a healthy heart. But listen, we we got to move on. Y'all y'all looking like y'all ready to move on. Let's let's move on. Here here it is right here. This this is this is where it is. Uh and and Lolo, you you showed up at a real good time just now uh cuz I got a feeling that some folk want to have a little bit of church. So, listen, I'm going to scoot out the way. You going to scoot out the way if they want to tear this place up because they got some digging to do. It, it's some stuff that they've got to dig a little bit deeper 
In fact, if we tell the truth and shame the devil, we all got a little bit more digging to do. But but here it is right here, Reverend Kelsey, in verse six. It, it says that even when their paths now wind through the dark valley of Baca, everybody say Baca. Listen, even as they wind through the dark valley of Baca, they dig deep and find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. Uh, he gives them a brook and a blessing filled from the rain of an outpour. Listen, does anybody know what it's like? Uh, did you even know that it was possible to have victory in the valley. Uh, that, that's what I want to give you real quick. That, that's the last thing. I want to talk about the victor in the valley. You, you Listen, I want you just to throw your hands up You because the victor in the valley is you. Listen, you, you're the victor in the valley. I don't know if you knew this or not, Ebony, but did you know that it's possible to have victory even while you're in the valley? I, I want to give this to you real quick, and we can go on and bounce up out of here. The, the valley of Bible now it's only mentioned one time and one time only in the Bible listen that thing got me there there just might be some storms that come in your life and listen you you might never see the storm again but listen it might just show up one time it, it might just walk through your life one time that that's the valley of Baca but the valley now of Baca is only mentioned right here in Psalm 84 one one time throughout the entire Bible and Baca now in the Hebrew is defined defined as weeping or tears. It, it's defined as weeping or, or tears. And so what would now happen now in this valley? How, how it got its name Baca is because when people were now making their pilgrimage, they were making the journey out of one thing into Jerusalem uh, over into the promised land, they, they had to go through this place called Baca. But Baca was such a dark place. Baca was such a dry place that the Bible says that, listen, Baca was the place of pain. And Baca was the place of pain because uh, not uh, some people went in, but without the right survival skills, they, they didn't need, they didn't get what they needed to get out of Baca. So, so some people would enter into the valley of Baca and they wouldn't make it out. I, I know that's not you. Ain't no way in the world that, listen, you, you've survived all the stuff you survived in the past just to show up at this new thing called Baca and just to lose your mind. No, no way in the world you went through all the hell you went through just to make it to a new situation and fall all apart. But some people, Deacon Ford, would get in the valley of Baca, and because it was a valley, there was no light and there, there was no water and there was nothing else in the valley. They, they had to figure out now how to make it through this valley, uh, and they call it the valley of pain. Can we, can we put verse 6 back up, Byron? They called this valley the valley of pain because some people didn't make it out of the valley. Uh, but then for the folks that did make it out of the valley, it says that, listen, that they dug deep. That, that's how some folks survived in the valley of Baca is they were willing to dig deep. That, that, that's, that's really it in a nutshell. Any, anybody really willing to dig? And so here it is now. They begun to dig deep enough holes now. Remember now that some folk, they're now making this journey now into Jerusalem and some folk are now starving to death because there is no water. There's no water in the valley. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You you ever been in a valley and listen, you feeling a little parched? You you got cotton mouth. You don't know how you're going to make it. You, your mind is a little bit delirious. You ever found yourself in a baka where you don't know your back is up against the wall? You you don't know how you're going to get out. you not even sure how you got in this thing, but that's what happens in the valley of baka. 
But the Bible says now that uh, that uh, that their pain <laughs> is now replaced with a pleasant pool. Uh, the the valley that they were in called pain is is now replaced with something else, uh, and they don't get to the place of something else uh, unless they're willing to do a little bit of digging. That that that's what it says. So understand what it looks like now when you're in a valley. Uh, when you're when you're in a valley, this is how you know. Uh, just in case I don't know if you ever thought about this, I don't even know if you even question why you're in some of the things that you're in. But here's a way that you can always tell when you're in a valley. Listen, and you, you're in a valley where when, when things aren't clear. Uh, you're, you're in a valley when things don't quite make sense to you. You're, you're in a valley where it's dark and you don't know which way to go and which way to turn. You're, you're in a valley where, listen, it doesn't, it seems like everything around you is dried up. Even the people around you can no longer speak a life to you. you. You found yourself in a valley, a valley where nothing flows, a valley now where tears are cried, in the valley now where your pain is poured out. But but here it is now. Strangely enough, uh, the pilgrims that uh, that didn't die in the valley, uh, the other ones were able to take their pain and begin to dig wells. They they began to dig wells. They uh they, they began to, to dig wells. Uh and, and and the thing about the wells is uh once they dug wells, once they were willing to uh, to dig wells, uh rain began to pour. But this was the part that got me uh because uh before we read the story of the article now, where uh, they were out digging in the ground to find water in the ground. But this one right here is a little bit different. They, they weren't digging to reach water in the ground. They, they were digging deep enough for what was coming from on top to now come on down to the bottom. I, I don't know who this is for, but listen, you you just have to do your part. Will you, will you just dig deep enough that, listen, when God gets ready to outpour, when when God gets ready to downpour, when, when God gets ready to to rain. I'm reminded now of the words of Hebrews, uh, the words of Proverbs 21, 31. It says now that, that the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is the Lord's. In other words, listen, God, I'm going to dig my well and I'm going to stand back, God, and let you fill it up. But I can't stand around, God, and wait for you to pour out something that, that I don't have room to catch, that I don't have room to take in, but but somebody somebody's got to dig deep somebody's got to dig deep somebody's got to dig deep sometimes if you're willing to dig you don't know how much strength you had you you don't know how much power you had you you don't know how much endurance you had you God says listen you dig deep I'll do the outpour I'll do the outpour Some folks that went through the valley of Baca didn't understand that part of their answer, part of their deliverance was in their own hands. Let me say that again because y'all missed that. The pilgrims that didn't make it out of the valley, Erica, they didn't make it out because they didn't realize that the answer that they needed was in their own hands. 
God is going to fill up your well. You just got to be willing to dig. And I know you probably feel like, listen, that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been digging. But the word of the Lord said in verse 6 that they, they dug deep. In this season, God says, I have not forgotten about you. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you got. But God says, listen, I haven't forgotten about you. I, I haven't forgotten the promises that I've made to you. God says, I just, I just need you to dig deep. Travis, you bless me. But how willing, how many of you are willing to say, God, I'm going, I'm going to dig deep. I've been I've been playing church. I've been scratching the surface. I've been giving you some stuff, not all of it. God, I gave you my household, but I didn't give you my heart. God, I gave you her, but I didn't give you my heart. The outpour, hear me, comes to those that are willing to dig. The truth of the matter is, all of us will find ourselves in the Valley of Baca. The difference between some and others is some folk got in the desert, in the valley, and realized, listen, there's no rain here. There's, there's nothing here for me to be able to take the water in order to survive. And so they... They gave up in the valley, but, but then God says the ones that were willing to dig, you, I'll make a way for you in your wilderness. Dig deep. God's love for us runs so deep. Do you believe that? His love for us runs so deep. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And maybe you haven't dug deep enough. We open the doors of the church now because maybe you haven't realized just how much he loves you. But do you know that there's no mountain that he won't climb up for you? There's no shadow that he won't light up for you. There's, 
There's no valley that you can be in where his outpour won't start outpouring over on you. He, he's ready to cause rain in your valley. Do you? The question is, listen, have you dug a deep enough hole to catch the water? How deep is your well? You, you want God to give it all, and he has, but are you even in a place to receive it? If God does what you've been waiting on right here, right now, listen, are you, is your well even deep enough to receive it? Paul says, 